the Colgate Radio Hour, brought to you today by Camel Cigarettes. Camel Cigarettes, the only cigarette that won't blacken your teeth. Use Colgate regularly. How's he feel about peat moss? If it was very stimulating, I would say probably overstimulating. Only God knows what haircut you need. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi I do like this idea of streaming a child. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the benefits of it are you get to interact with a child as if it's your own. Yeah. And then when you're done, you just log out of the service. And in what ways would you (laughs) in what ways would you interact with the child? Could you could you type? Is, it, is this like a video streaming yeah, yeah. situation? It's like Skyping. Okay. The the downside is there's a there's a fair chance that the website will be just flooded with perverts. I guess that's true. Just flooded <laughs> with perverts. Um, well, as we are not the proprietors of said site, just we're just the idea men here. Mm-hmm. We're just the idea men, right? Well, I don't I don't want to deal with that though. The yeah. FBI. Nah. I assume the FBI is is the group of people who would handle pervert child streaming websites. No, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think that's who that is. I'm, I've done no research into that. I don't know what the FBI actually does. Honestly, um, they, they investigate federally. Yes, that's it. So that's, that's about my knowledge of FBI and TV. They always wear nice suits. They do. I wonder if real FBI agents actually wear suits. Suits and sunglasses constantly. Yeah. Thin ties. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of thin ties yeah. in the FBI. On on TV, the FBI is always presented um, as if they have a tailor on on call all the time. That's true. I don't understand. They, they never have yeah. ill-fitting suits. No, they never It's do. always a perfect fit. Very true. I wonder if the CIA stacks up the same way. Actually, <laughs> I'm having this great thought about the FBI. You know, someone celebrates their 20th anniversary of working there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the office party planner, mm-hmm. sh- she comes to work with a cake. And it says, Fun BI, Fun Bureau of Investigation. No. It's been fun working with you for these 20 years. Oh, Nancy. Nancy. She's just... She's the wild card of the she, FBI. You never know what Nancy's going to bring to the table. She's just a hoot. She's a hoot. Nancy's a hoot. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, geez. Real hoot. Great idea for a TV show. Minnesota branch of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you have you watched Fargo? Yes. Oh, the TV show? No. Yeah. The movie, yes. Okay. The TV show? I I may have mentioned this on the podcast. I don't know. But my favorite thing about it was listening to all the characters walk around and because they're nice northerners just walking around going oh heck <laughs> oh jeez oh, one of them at one point said oh i'm just it just makes me gd mad <laughs> oh gd mad is there a margie like there is is there did they repeat any of the characters no. in the film okay all new characters yeah it's a completely unrelated okay thing I think our version could be. Uh, is it violent? Is it violent? Uh, yeah, I it mean is? Billy Bob Thornton first season. Oh, really? Um, little murdery, little murdery, little murdery. Okay. I, I, uh, if you're afraid of 
murdery Billy Bob Thornton. Don't watch it. I'm not afraid. for you. I'm afraid of that. Yeah. Uh, Probably I'm not s- for you then. I'm certainly afraid of that. Hmm. If we're not going to do, it sounds like Minnesota FBI is being done. Mm-hmm. Where else can we go? Arizona FBI. That sounds a little dry. Uh, bit warm. Swamp mm-hmm. FBI. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Swamp I, BI. I I think um, it would be best to do like a Central American Ooh, okay. Bureau of Investigation. I like it. And they investigate and figure out who's in who's you know causing the mayhem, uh, the mischief. Yes. And then they go and we turn a blind eye. <laughs> and that's the end of every episode. They just kind of turn around and walk off. Did you get your cut? Yeah, yeah I got my cut. Did you get your cut? Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Which drug lord is this? We're okay with him. (laughs) Gato Negro, (laughs) the worst drug lord ever, and the worst wine buyable. I'll I'll take your word for it. Have you ever had Gato Negro? Have I ever had Black Cat wine? That's indeed what I'm saying. No. Yeah, it's well, it's a brand of wine. No. Gato Gato Negro, and even Mm, Black Cat, and it's not yeah Black Cat wine, and it's keep that keep that Mexican speak. Out of my country. Gato Negro. Um, today is uh, Super Tuesday, so if you want to vote to keep Mexican speak out of your country, vote By the Trump time you've today. heard this, it's way too late. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. It's a week late. You um, can't... You, if you're living in one of the states that does Super Tuesday, you've missed the boat by this point. You know what I realized just now? People, when they uh, listen to this, will already know the results. Yes. And so if we speculate on anything without knowing what happened yes we're gonna look like real fools real fools real fools so uh anyway let's not do that yeah marco rubio won all Uh, the states i don't know every state yeah no marco rubio won all the states and in a surprise foghorn leghorn took the democratic nomination (laughs) that would be who would have thought he was even running as a democrat right Sleeper candidate. Yeah. Total sleeper. I mean, he's been independent his whole career. His whole career. Whole career. Have you seen his um, Have you seen his voting record? Particularly on guns. Yeah. I mean, for a Democrat, mm-hmm. he's almost a Dixiecrat. Yeah. Because of his gun record. He loves the guns. Oh, Foghorn is a big marksman. Big time marksman. Did you also see, though, did you see that picture of him sorting coke off of Speedy Gonzalez's ass? Yeah, but you know... It kind of makes him more likable. It makes him relatable. Yeah, he's a bit more human. You know, yeah. you want the candidate you can hang out with. That's true. And I think we all can agree a coke-snorting rooster is exactly the candidate we'd want to hang out right. with. Yeah, when I said it makes him more human, it literally makes him more human because yeah. he's a giant anthropomorphic <laughs> rooster. So the fact that he can snort at all yeah. is if a beak included a nostril it would be the nostril is up high so yeah. it's actually it, kind of a root you got, you know, it's sort a of, weird yeah. angle you're going at imagine a chicken like trying to get a worm out of the ground but mm-hmm. it's a six foot rooster and and it's coke and it's coke, and coke. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> he's just trying to like push it into his nose <laughs> shovel <laughs> shovel he's got a tiny little hmm. he has a tiny little rooster shovel i i would imagine that's not the most efficient way no but I mean, I'm not chicken. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. (laughs) I don't know how long we've been here, but we've been here. Uh, Like 20, 30 minutes. Hours. Hours. Days. Weeks. Whatever. 
there was a period of time and it seems to have passed mm-hmm. and now we are in a, a separate period of time yeah well that that's what happens i had a uh, big realization on time today oh yeah at work uh so everett the child i work with yes um, <laughs> he's old enough to work in an office but he is a child uh i said something about borat yes and he had no idea what i was talking about what and then i did the math everett when borat came out was 11 oh no 11 i'm working with a child you are just just this little little kid that somehow tricked people into hiring him it's ridiculous he's the doogie hauser of your office well doogie hauser was talented right intelligent <laughs> he had well-formed <laughs> viewpoints about things yeah doogie hauser would vote for super tuesday everett probably not maybe did he i don't know he's he's big into ted cruz he's a big ted cruz guy yeah. he he's cruising usa mm-hmm. how is that not the slogan <laughs> that's perfect how is that not the slogan ted cruz come on you know what it is he doesn't want to point out he doesn't want to make any suggestion that he might just be cruising the USA, <laughs> not from the USA. Right, right. So, yeah. Everyone else would be making cracks in the debate. You mean cruising Canada? Right. <laughs> nah. The lesser known Super Nintendo game. I mean, uh, <laughs> Nintendo 64. Not nearly as successful. No. Cruising Canada was like, mm. you're just dodging a bunch of moose. And and every, every so often, a uh, horse mounted mountie will uh just wave at you yeah. as you as you drive by yeah at a high speed well there's that cheat code that you can unlock the super mountie mm-hmm. who actually goes really really fast <laughs> the hooves transform into wheels at some point i feel like this was probably actually a game proposal yeah and for good reasons did not happen they had crews and everything yeah they had crews in usa cruising bahamas they had cruising the alpine yeah very dangerous game um my my main memory of cruising usa games are you remember the big arcade oh yeah game oh yeah where you sit at the the car and you have the steering wheel and the brakes and all the whole that. night yeah yeah um my my parents didn't want to pay for me to play cruising usa understandably cost money and they probably didn't have quarters let's be realistic hot commodity so i would as a small child just sit there and pretend to play (laughs) i i used my imagination (coughs) this is the saddest thing i've ever heard well i i you know i made it okay i'm okay are you Hmm. i mean as okay as i could possibly be having done that yeah 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 (laughs) i i did play it one time did not go well no if um if it was any indication of what it would be like for actual driving i crash a lot just into everything constantly <laughs> i picture you someday when you have your midlife crisis mm-hmm. just sitting in your car without it cranked and pretending to drive <laughs> really fast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, Nathan's lost it. Your <laughs> wife looks out there and she's like, he's doing it again. Just, kids, kids. Just kids. leave him alone. Go to leave your rooms. Alone. Go to your rooms. <laughs> He'll be done in three or four hours. 
<laughs> Daddy's <his> li- busy. <laughs> yeah. Him and his lips get all dried out from vrooming. <laughs> I need chapstick. I've roomed too much again. You can just keep texting your wife. More chapstick. Oh. Um, I, uh, I have pretty distinct memories of an arcade. There was a, it was a mini golf slash arcade place. Okay. We went there. We must've been there a few times. I think I might've had a birthday party there at one point. Anyway, this was not like a Dave and Buster's or something. This was like a little independent thing. Right. But you mean really bad? No, it was actually okay. Like the mini golf was mm-hmm. comparable, but it was pretty bad. Well, like one to ten, you'd give it a two. I'd give it a. I'd get a five. They made it. They made a solid attempt. You're pretty generous. I, yeah, I mean, I'm known for that. <laughs> I uh, I remember this one game. This is this is a good example of a time when a parent. Um, and I love my parents. This is an example of a time when a parent should have tested the waters first before allowing me to do something. Oh boy! They had this pod game and by pod i mean it was it was a pod that you could walk into and sit down and you were surrounded 360 degrees sitting in this thing okay there's sort of screens everywhere there's controllers and all that and it was some sort i think it was some sort of alien fighting shooting down aliens game this sounds very interactive it was very interactive it was very stimulating i would say probably over stimulating mm-hmm. and I think it cost about $4 to play it at a time. Wow. It was insane. I mean, this was like the pre, this was the most sought after game at this place. And then $2,015, that's like 80. Yeah, that's like 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean, the inflation between 1995 mm-hmm. and 2016 is like 400%. Little known fact, back back in 1995, you could get a gallon of milk for 3 cents. It's true. It's true. Inflation, man. Yeah, it's real. It's real, and you could ret- you could actually you could, if you could pound a gallon of milk in the store, they just give you another one for free. That was those were the days. Those were the days back when men were men. Yep, women were women. Yeah, hairspray was plentiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all the fashion was colorful. Flat tops. Yeah, throughout the world. I saw a kid the other day. Speaking of flat tops. Oh, it's back. It's back. Mm-hmm. It's back hard. This kid was probably about 13. Yeah. And he was pulling off the kid and play look, the house party two <laughs> look. He was doing really well. Really well. I I really just want to meet the first person who decided on that hairstyle. Yeah. Like, I want my hair tall, but I also <laughs> want it to look like you can set something on top of it. Right. I want it to look like a sturdy table. I'm sure it was a dad mm-hmm. who his purpose was, I want to use your head as a table. <laughs> Cut the boy's hair straight. <laughs> it was probably just a kid that had a weird shaped head. Yeah. And everyone everyone looked at his head and went, wow, that looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and for a minute, he was the cool guy until everyone else went to the fade and then, you know. He's stuck with the the flat top. Passed him by. Old blockhead. Yeah. <laughs> a racer head. Well, um, one of my coworkers is super into Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. And she she's like, I love Luther. I love Luther. But he could never get his hair right. And you, it, she's like watching different videos. And at one point he has this fro and he just looks, 
He just looks so odd standing there like he's like a lollipop head person. And then he has the jerry curl. All the bad, you know, haircuts for African-American guys. Like, Luther hit them all, you know? I, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever met anyone who has said anything positive or negative about Luther Vandross. I think It's always just a, and also Luther Vandross made music once. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. He uh, he did. He did. He worked on Young Americans with David Bowie mm-hmm. on that record. It was some cool stuff. Some cool yeah. stuff on that record. It's a good record. I like that record a lot. Yeah. So He's a brilliant dude. Is he still alive? Luther? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Luther might have gone to the Big Blue Yonder. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe, maybe in heaven he can find that perfect perfect haircut yeah. the one that makes him not look ridiculous to your coworker. <laughs> the truth about heaven is when we go there we all get the haircut that looks best for us mm-hmm. that's the only place to find out what haircut looks best for you you can go to all the barber shops you want they right. don't know only god knows right. what haircut you need and god is the only being perfectly objective about haircuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone else has has an agenda yeah has a bias yeah god can look right through that and say you know what for you for you it's the skater thing mm-hmm. with the undershave that's you uh, strange fact uh actually god shaved bald god not because he's going bald just shaved bald oh yeah likes the look well, God, being clean. God spent half of eternity with long, curly, mm-hmm. gray hair. Yeah. So, I mean, you really, got Howie Mandel is the closest to to the God look that we have. Yeah. Or just him, him bald. Or, him or Billy Corgan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that God, next step, God is just going to take off the eyebrows. Might as well. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> get all that. Get all that godly hair off. I knew a kid in like sixth grade that shaved his head. And uh, he was one of these kids who was just dying for attention, too. And uh, he would get in trouble, but everyone kind of liked him. He was a likable little troublemaker. Ah, that kid. That kid. So, kid shaves his head, and he's he did it himself, apparently. He just he took the initiative, shaved his own head. Well, good for him. I know. I mean, I was proud. Um, I was teaching him at the time. Yeah. How was, many cuts did he have? Oh, his head? <laughs> You know, you know how people used to just stick little bits of toilet paper when they would yeah. cut themselves shaving. Yeah. yeah, he just wrapped it around his head, so he had sort of a toilet paper turban going on with blood seeping through. Actually, that's a really cool look. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. He later went on to join Slipknot, mm-hmm. but in this instance, he he not only shaved his head, he shaved off his eyebrows entirely. Have you ever seen someone without eyebrows? Oh yeah. It looks very odd mm-hmm. because the brow, particularly if you're like me and you have sort of a, a, a pronounced brow, the brow is just a big chunk of flesh yeah. on your head, yeah. you know? It's a, it's it's shielding your eyes. There um there are some people though you don't you don't notice because they've always been that way. I don't know if you've ever looked at Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Check out Whoopi Goldberg sometime. She ain't got no eyebrows. She's never had eyebrows? She ain't got no eyebrows. Really? She shaved those. Sister Act, no eyebrows? No eyebrows. Sister Act 2, no eyebrows? No eyebrows. Ghost, no eyebrows? Probably no eyebrows. Let's talk about Ghost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Were you going to go somewhere? No. Okay. That was it. In Ghost, Mm -hmm. Patrick Swayze dies. 
Yeah. Presumably from all the dancing he had done. He, he probably had a heart attack. Well, that and uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. A lot of injuries, so... Uh. Yeah, I mean, his legs, I don't, people, most people don't know this, and I say this, you know, in his in his memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just an urban legend that he died, right? Like, he really is. Yeah, he no, really he, he's okay. dead. Okay. He had uh, yeah. super cancer. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Well, prior prior to that, yeah. his legs were just like matchsticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about dancing. It has the incredible effect of uh, weakening the legs to mm-hmm. the point of chicken bones. That's what I've heard, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you go from dirty dancing, you do roadhouse, and you're getting beat up every day, and, you know, it just wasn't good. So, by the time we get to Ghost, Patrick Swayze, actually, he has animatronic legs in that movie. I don't know if you knew that. Really? They brought in Lucasfilm and Industrial Light and Magic, and they all of his legs... Or animatronic in that film. This is the most educational episode we've had yet. Absolutely it is. I had no idea. I you know, something about today mm-hmm. is just it's turning it's turning these flaps over my brain where I remember things that I knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like Patrick Swayze had no legs. Had no legs and ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Patrick Swayze has no legs. <clears throat> he dies in the film. Mm-hmm. Demi Moore is his love. Yeah. She expresses her love through the clay. Mm-hmm. Right. And then later, Demi Moore has to go to Whoopi Goldberg, who is possessed by Patrick Swayze. As does happen. As does happen. But I believe doesn't she doesn't she fuck Whoopi Goldberg in that movie? Like while possessed by Patrick Swayze? Gonna be honest. Yeah. Have watched it once in my life, and that was like twelve 13 years ago. Let's just say she does. Okay. How awkward is that relationship again? How how often is Demi Moore going? Um Hey, hey, uh, hey, Patrick. <laughs> this is Whoopi. Yeah. Um, you have to stop coming here. <laughs> it was a one-time thing. Right, right. Do you get to pick, as a spirit, yeah. the body that you um, you choose to possess? Or is it just kind of like an assigned thing? I'm glad you asked me because I'm an expert in this field. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. Mm-hmm. If you are a good person, right, and you died, mm-hmm. you can choose who you possess. You're, you're given carte blanche, right? As the who, and in fact, I've been possessed for years by um, not a Dalai Lama, but a, a guy who was an assistant to a Dalai Lama. Oh, some like centuries ago, like the co Dalai Lama. Yeah, well, no, he wasn't the under co- Dalai Lama. No, he was like an assistant, vice he, Dalai Lama. He would like get the Dalai Lama's coffee. Okay, so just yeah. the Dalai Lama's personal assistant, the Dalai Lama's latte guy. Okay, yeah. Little known fact: the Dalai Lama really, really loves a peppermint latte. Oh yeah, any time of year. Well, it's cold. In He's always at Starbucks. Always. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn around. I, um, I'm just wondering if if Patrick Swayze would have specifically seen Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. You know, in the spiritual realm. Right. And gone. Yeah, I could do that for a little bit. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know how virtuous he was right. because the movie only depicts a slice of his life. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that that was a randomly assigned because I feel like if Patrick Swayze had been a good person and had died and wanted to wanted to to fondle Demi Moore, he would have picked someone who looked pretty close to Patrick Swayze. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Because well, shocking for her. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, yeah. Kind. I mean, there's a resemblance. There is. There is. Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg. You put them 
side, side by, by side. side. I bet three out of ten people can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like where you know it's 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 kind of like Edward James almost mm-hmm. and Kylie Minogue. Yeah, you know how close they look like. They are. Uh, I was pretty sure the same person for a while. There was a period of time. Mm-hmm. It was hard to tell. Yeah. It got worked out. Yeah. Legal papers were signed. It Basically, um, if it's acting, yeah. it's it's Edward. Yes. And if it's That's singing, how I figured it out. That's right. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Um, if it's acting, it's Edward. If it's singing mm-hmm. or dancing, it's Kylie. Right. Yeah. Edward does not dance. Edward doesn't dance. Although we would all love to see that. Edward does act his ass off, though. Mm-hmm. His ass off. Yeah. The cool thing is how they, uh, Shim, the, the the conglomerate of being that is Edward James almost slash right, Kelly right. Minogue, Kelly Minogue slash Edward James Old. The cool thing is that while he was doing Battlestar Galactica, her career was really taken off. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of management between roles. That's true. It was a lot of flip flopping. They were That's very true. tired of that period. Whatever happened to her? Um, she wow. still exists? Yeah, she exists. Mostly in Australia. Okay, well... But, yeah. But so, she, she's not relevant. She's at the bottom of the world. Yeah. No one no one cares anymore. No one cares. <laughs> so, um, I, I came to a disturbing realization today. Okay. About myself. Uh, so, I've been, I've been listening to Mark Maron's autobiography. Oh, I didn't know that existed. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I don't know how much you know about Mark Maron, but uh, for those who don't know anything about him, comedian, and as most comedians are, uh, has a history of addiction and is an oversexed maniac <laughs> who, uh, who uh, you know, has has anger and other issues so i'm listening to this and this is my disturbing realization if the parenting i received had been slightly different i could be mark maron there there are far too many similarities for me to be comfortable (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute yeah so are you you saying just personality wise personality wise we we are far too similar i can see that if my parents had been uh if if my father had been a bipolar manic depressive like his father and my mother had had eating disorders there's a chance i could have been like mark maron just uh you know going through a period of life with lots of coke (laughs) really yeah i don't know I we we have two similar of, of personalities, so I'm listening to it. I'm going, yeah, I can relate to that. And then the next thing that happens is, you know, a story about arguing with his his wife and breaking a chair. And I'm like, what? Well, that hasn't happened, but we're connecting on every other thing that's happened. I'm I could be Mark Marin. I see what you're saying. I'm as neurotic. As Mark Maron. It's not good. 
It's not a positive. <laughs> you're less angry. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 less addicted. In fact, I would say you're probably not addicted to anything. That's that's pretty much the one difference that I've noticed is he has a highly addictive personality. Yeah, and I don't. Right. But I I obsess over things the same way he does. He goes nuts over a band and will just go listen to all of their uh. their albums. I I. I I do that. Is he a hypochondriac? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he's Jewish. <laughs> that kind of um, goes without saying. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Um, knowing that, knowing that it, it could have been close, um, would you Would you rather, are you happy being who you are? Um, or would you rather, you know, I mean... I, I, I think you're a brilliant guy. Don't get me wrong. Well, thank you. But I do. I'm, I'm but, so used to hearing that. <laughs> it's. I mean, I know it's 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 difficult for you when you hear it all the time. Um, being a brilliant guy like you are. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, let's just be honest though. Marin's doing great. Marin's yeah. doing awesome. Well, now. But he went through a hard period, right? Oh, yeah. And he's just gaining popularity, and he's, what, in his 50s? Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. Mid-50s. That's tough. And somehow has gained traction with the hipster crowd while he's in his mid-50s. Go figure that. Doesn't make sense. They're connecting with something. It it is interesting. That is... I want to put a pin in that and come back to that idea. Because that's something I've thought about before, like how that happens. But I'm asking you right now, Mm -hmm. would would you trade it all? Would you trade your, oh, no. your life as it is to be Absolutely closer not. to his level? Okay, he, right. He's been a miserable, miserable man. For most of his life. Yeah. He's, is just, he's, just now is he less miserable, and that's just because the only thing that seems to uh, not... I'm, I'm probably projecting okay. something he does all the time, I'll point out. Uh, <laughs> but the only thing that seems to make him happy... Yeah is success in comedy. I see. And he had a pretty high threshold of needing to have success in comedy. Like, he hosted a morning radio show that was nationally syndicated. He was a touring comic. Not enough. Need, needed more. Fortunately, podcast took off before, you know, he, you he know, killed himself. Killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, what he has an IFC TV show. There's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you wouldn't trade it to me. No. Here. Okay, that's good. No. That's good. He's he's a neurotic mess, and I'm a neurotic mess, but less so. You're you're definitely less so. <laughs> you're definitely less so. I've never once seen you do coke. No, yeah. no. I, I do that in the secrecy of my own home. Really? That isn't true. No, that's not true. Anyone <laughs> listening to this, I'm not ever doing that. That seems like a terrible idea. Plus, I've thought about this. I could never do any drug that involves me snorting things. It, I would sneeze all the time. It would make me unhappy. Um, I, It'd be a real bummer. I don't even know how I would like how a person would get started doing that. Because the minute someone says, "Hey, snort this up your nose," to me, it it doesn't matter what state i'm in at that point i'm like no you're done i don't want anything in my nose what is wrong with you you're not gonna go there i agree so let's come back to this idea about here he is a a mid-50s guy who's hitting 
hitting his stride yeah. and hitting his stride with 20 to 30 year olds mm-hmm. right now yeah people our age maybe slightly older um sure uh-huh. sure but i have some friends in their 50s they never talk to me about Marin. Well, they're yeah. talking to me about people they knew you know back when you know what i'm saying um Talk, talking about like the colgate radio hour back in the 50s yeah and, that's yeah. what they're talking about mm-hmm. yeah. the colgate radio hour brought to you today by camel cigarettes camel <laughs> cigarettes the only cigarette that won't blacken your teeth use colgate regularly yeah yeah that whole thing yeah so um now they're talking to me about you know about carlin and people like that people you know that were older than them right at the time so <clears throat> which by the way carlin fantastic classic yeah you, you don't get better than carlin no uh or, or richard Pryor, for that matter right Two. i the greatest i would like to find the one comedy fan well there's probably a group of them and they're probably larry the cable guy fans <laughs> that look at carlin and richard Pryor and go nah not none of yeah. that none of that's any good where are their catchphrases <laughs> <laughs> Where are their visual aids? Yeah, they, they don't have a single catchphrase. I, what are they going to put on a t-shirt? It's either the blue collar comedy people or it's the prop comedy people. <laughs> Carrot, <laughs> Carrot Top fans yeah. and Larry the Cable Guy That's fans right. hate George Carlin. Hate George Carlin. Hate George and Richard Carlin. Breyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how ironic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just curious, like, and maybe this is something we can't sort out right now, but this does seem to be the case, you know, why is a guy in his 50s, how mm-hmm. is he, how is he connecting, and it, it is connection, it's always connection, yeah, right? How is he connecting so well with people, you know, 30 to 40, not 40, 30 to, 20 to 30 years younger than him? Can't do that. Well, the answer he would, he would like, I'm sure, <laughs> is that he was ahead of his time. Okay. Nah, there's that i mean that's a legitimate my my guess is he he uh jumped on that podcast train at the right time yeah and he is an excellent interviewer just an excellent interviewer. right that's true he is it's yeah i guess that's i guess for him that would be the case it seems like there's a, a zeitgeist you familiar i'm sure you're familiar with the term zeitgeist yes um not just a bad Smashing Pumpkins record. Do we record. need to um, let people look it up real quick? Yeah, take a moment. Go look up Zeitgeist. I... Today's Sushi Jackknife is brought to you by Colgate Toothpaste. Now in black. All right. Zeitgeist. Okay, now we all so know what that we're means. we're all on the same page. We same got page. it. <laughs> Same Wikipedia page mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Zeitgeist. Um, <clears throat> is there something in the air now? Is there something in the culture now? Uh, something behind the culture now mm-hmm. that is lining up with this particular man at this particular time and, and, and his art? Well, that's a really good question. Yeah. Is there is there a paranoia going on now? Like, okay, look at, look at, let's extrapolate a little bit. Take Carlin. Okay. A lot of Carlin's comedy is about Mm, it, it's kind of about the man trying to keep you down and censorship, mm-hmm. things like that. 
which obviously yeah. and a lot of poking fun at the American people. Yes, in general. Yes, and he became popular in a time when America was pretty cynical about itself. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. post Nixon and all yeah, that. Yeah. Um, of course, Richard Pryor's comedy is a lot about racial experiences and, and Richard Pryor, which. Yeah. It's just a fascinating topic. Uh, yeah, I don't yes. care who you are. Yes. Yes. Dude, dude lit himself on fire trying to freebase. That's right. So, and and then talked about it in a stand-up comedy special. <laughs> Let's give everyone a second to look up freebase. <laughs> okay. Now we're all on the same page again. Okay. There we go. <laughs> We're back. So, uh, is there like a paranoia to our times now? I would say there probably is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a self, a focus on the self, yeah. you know, a, um, a hypochondria even of the time. He, uh, for me, he is one of the very few comedians I can think of that I'm able to relate to in the fact that the uh i'm trying to think of exactly how you would how you would phrase it his sense of self yeah and uh self-deprecating humor is very realistic (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) plus i'm as previously stated i'm him just with a less abusive childhood Right. So, so, so are you are you are you saying in a way that a lot of times comedians their their self image is, is is actually a little um, it's a little distorted, probably a little worse than they actually are. But in his case, it's closer to accurate. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. He's very self aware. Okay, he's very self-aware. We'll say that. Okay. That, that's a good way to put it. I'm going to give myself points for that. There you go. Put it on the scoreboard. Ba-bing! Self-awareness. Yeah. He's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. We're in a very self-aware and, time. And those are the comedians, like if you look now, they're the ones who are popular. You don't see comedians who are doing goofy nonsense jokes. True. About their mother-in-law being popular. It's, you know, Louis C.K., Mark Maron, people like that. People want the real. Yeah. People want the real. They want they want legit. Where's a where's a Jim Gaffigan fit into this picture? I mean, he's been popular for a while. People like food. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of food jokes. He's a relatable guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's clean. Yeah. For the most part, too. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. He, uh, and it's, it's weird to the point that when he says something that's not clean... You kind of take a second and just sit there and listen and go, wait, what? Hang on, Jim Gaffigan. What you talking about? What just happened? <laughs> he he said a profanity. Yeah. He said a profanity. He's not just talking about Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Not Pop-Tarts. Hot Pockets. <laughs> nah, he probably still is. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of profanities to associate with Hot Pockets. True that. So I heard a thing with him, a thing, an interview. He did on Fresh Air a while back when he was about to go speak. He's about to go um, do a show, basically, to a huge crowd of people mm-hmm. right before the Pope came on. He was the warm-up for the Pope. Oh, well, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, interesting. But, you know, I mean... That's not the crowd you want to be doing comedy for. No, no, no. So he's going no. up before the Pope going, 
So bacon. <laughs> right? Right? It's really good. Everybody. Yeah. And then he does that thing where he's in his own, he's his yeah. own critic. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's talking about the bacon again. <laughs> <laughs> Always talking about the bacon. I like Gavigan. What's the great. Pope coming up? <laughs> I didn't come here to see this guy. Can this guy save me from my sins? <laughs> we we do a pretty good Jim Gaffigan's I, inner monologue impression. I uh, I've I've heard enough of it in my yeah. lifetime. So I for a while I had uh, quite the comedy playlist going on Spotify. Ah uh, yes yes so. yes. Someone just pointed out to me a few weeks ago that that you can listen to poetry on Spotify, which I didn't know either. Uh, you can listen to everything on Spotify. I guess you can. Spotify, by the way, yeah. and this is rapidly turning into a an advertisement for Spotify, but I'm okay with it. Uh, they have, and I haven't used this because I've stopped running, but they have a feature on there, and this I I would just like to know how they've figured this out. You can pick your genre of music, and for running, you can pick the speed that you run at. Whoa. And it will match music to that. The BPM. Just, just think about that, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So you, you do you have to input the speed? Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't do it automatically. No. Okay. But, like all these years, I've been trying to put together playlists for running. Yeah. Going, well, Dr. Dre... <laughs> Because that's every Dr. Dre song is the same tempo. That is your standard. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's very even all the way through. And uh, now Spotify's doing it for me. I don't. I have nothing to live for. <laughs> this is what we're running into, people. We're running into an age of too much convenience. The robots are taking over. They indeed are. The robots have taken over my running playlist. Yes. The algorithms. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's why I use an elliptical now. Deal with that, robots. Yeah. What are you going to do? How are you going to get in this elliptical that plugs into the wall? I'll just watch Netflix. Oh, that's still technology. <laughs> you might have to read an analog book. Oh, you can't read an exercise. It's true. It's too hard. The I've seen people do it. When I was in Lansing, yeah, I went to the gym at the hotel. And first off. It's very awkward at this gym in the hotel because there are two ellipticals and one bike. And they have put the bike right next to the ellipticals. So I got in there and I was doing my thing. And this girl comes in and the only place she can work out because she wants to use the bike is directly next to me. So there are only two people in the gym. It's a big, probably 30 by 20 room. Two people in there right next to each other uh, don't know each other, don't really want to talk. I'm When I'm doing things, I don't want to talk, you know, when I'm working out. And she's sitting there biking, reading a James Patterson novel. Whoa. I'm thinking, you can't be biking very well if you're, if you're leafing through James Patterson and... Secondly, I'm judging you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Based on your biking book choice. Right. James Patterson? Come on. Of all the things. Of that all you the could... things. You also probably can't be reading very well, I don't think. Well, I mean, it depends on your, your speed. You're either reading well or biking well. Right. You can't do both. Both. 
I mean, you could listen to an audiobook and bike. Yes. But the actual turning of the pages and the... It, it seems impractical. I agree. I agree. And that's why I think that she probably will die of a heart attack at, you know, 40. She should have biked harder. Or read harder. No, well... Especially she has Alzheimer's. James Patterson's not gonna, <laughs> gonna not gonna help with that. And that's why today's episode of Sushi Jackknife is brought to you by Audible.com. Hopefully someday. I I honestly have no idea why I'm insulting James Patterson. I've never read a James okay. Patterson book. <laughs> you have nothing to go on. No. <laughs> um, I just see that it's in airports and go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna read you know, that. You know, you do that. Being that this is Super Tuesday, yeah. We've we've covered the big politics of the day, mm-hmm. but I want to talk to you right now about a candidate we can really get behind. Mm. Is Colby running? Colby's not right. Colby is elected. Colby Sledge. Colby Sledge. Colby Sledge. Colby Sledge. He's elected. He's doing stuff. Loves Nazis. Dis- <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not a local election. This is not okay. a Nashville thing. Okay. This is our. Um, our one and only Nebraska correspondent. Oh, boy. What's NR have to say? NR, Nebraska Roy, is running for public office in Nebraska. He is On ru- purpose? On purpose. He's running for a position on the local natural resources board. Now, wait. Really? On purpose? He's doing it. Like, someone didn't, didn't sign Nebraska Roy up as a spoof? Nope. This is real. This is really happening. Hmm. He uh, he is an environmental scientist. Yeah. I need to remind everyone. <clears throat> Nebraska's farm country, right? I've heard that about it. Yeah, yeah. Every so currently, first of all, currently he has he has no uh, no one running against him. Well, that's because that's not a real position. Yeah, he's a shoo in. He's yeah. a shoo in. Yeah. Um, every, like I can make up a position and run for it unopposed to he everyone on the board yeah is a farmer okay he will be the only non-farmer on this board so he's going to cause a ruckus because a big thing is is water rights right and you know farmers have farmers interests at heart as they would as they would as they would he's going to be the only non-farmer he's going to be a voice in nebraska for water rights talking science to them talking science uh, to farmers. Yes. Talking science to farmers. Not that I'm saying farmers are stupid. No, they're not stupid. But science is not their their forte. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, some I'm sure, you know, but but uh, I, I've also known some seed science. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. that. There's seeds. I, I science. suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't suppose. Know. What do you call that? Germa. That's like the study. I don't of... know. I'm not a scientist either. I, I have no idea what. You sure what's about called. that? Yeah. You sure you're not a scientist? I am absolutely positive. You checked recently. I took physics in high school. Yep. And I was out. <laughs> I took acoustics. That's like the closest I've got. Um, yeah. So everybody out there in rural Nebraska, be sure to vo- vote Nebraska Roy. I mean, how much more of a patriotic mm. name can you get than I don't know if I can that. I don't know if I can stand behind him. You're not gonna get behind his campaign? I my endorsement of a candidate 
means a lot. And I don't know that Nebraska Roy has shown me that he has what it takes to be a, a, an elected official, you know? Okay, I mean, what... what like, what, what are his stances on the big issues? The big issues for the, the council? Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what the council's issues are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's the water rights. Yeah. I think there's... Seeds. There's something about... Dirt. Right. Well, the dirt issues are very important. He's, he, I mean, how does he, how does he feel about the dirt? He's, I mean... What if he's going to put too much iron in the dirt? I think he's a real, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. to be just totally frank, I think he's a real patriot when it comes to the dirt issues. How does he feel about peat moss? He's in favor of it. He's pro-peat moss. He's pro-peat moss. Hmm. He's pro-peat moss. Right. You know, he understands that there's a, a negligible amount of, um, you know, there's there's a negligible portion of the population that is anti-peat moss, and he's, right. there to, he's there to hear them. When it comes to, to crops, yeah. is he pro-life or pro-choice? Um, like, do the crops get to choose to... You know, I'm not running his campaign, right? So right. I'm not going to comment on that one. See, I I don't know you're if gonna, I can stand behind you're him. Play, play hardball with me. Is he going to debate anyone? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be debates. I mean, he should at least debate himself if he's running. He's the only one. Just a solo solo yeah. debate. Yeah. Well, they'll have a public forum. Mm-hmm. He'll stand there alone. Yeah. yeah. No one will show up. There because... will be a microphone set up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going out there to record it, so there's that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, he'll he'll answer questions to himself. I I'd like to reserve my endorsement. You never. I mean, it's Nebraska. Maybe Warren Buffett will run. Could could happen. And could I've happen. got to endorse Warren Buffett. He's just a smart guy. Yeah. 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 Well, I will go ahead and say that one half of Sushi Jackknife Podcast is the official Nebraska Roy Council for Council 2016 podcast the other half is not i i'm what half no i, half? I can't okay. i can't get behind him at I'm, this juncture at this juncture this particular juncture right there might be a time yeah i mean there might be a later juncture how could he sway you well i mean i don't know his stances on the issues okay like how would what would he do let's say the romans invade nebraska and they want to salt the earth to keep the crops from growing again. These How is he going to handle this? Wait, wait, wait. Let's get some. These are the Romanian Romans? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, they're going to salt the earth? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for him. Uh-huh. But I, I think he'd draw a hard line about salting the earth. Like, would he say, hey, you guys, don't do that with the earth. The salt is bad. Would he say I, that to them? I, I, he would say that. He would say, he might even go one step farther. What 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 would that be? Is he going to kill them all? Yeah, mass mass murder. Okay, then then yeah. I am endorsing. You're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, as long as mass murder is on the table, <laughs> it's on. The, it's always on the table. Yeah. When it, there are invasions of Nebraska. Have you ever been to Nebraska? Yeah. Mass murder is always on the table. Oh, it's I've Nebraska. Been, I've been there. Okay. I. I uh, you know then. Yeah. My dad uh, briefly taught summer classes at the University of Nebraska. Wow, I didn't know I was sitting here with Yeah. Wow. So I'm pretty much an expert. They have Omaha. Yeah. They have Lincoln. Yep. There's other parts. Uh from what I remember, they have paved roads. Um 
I don't think every road in Nebraska is paved. No, but I mean, they yeah. have some. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Omaha has the Kansas City Royals AAA team. Oh, the well, there you go. Yeah, so that that's that's good. The farm team is in the farm. Yeah, Ville. Uh, it's close to Iowa. Sure. Um, I, I don't know how close it is to Iowa. Well, I mean, they border each other. Do they? Yeah. Oh yeah, Iowa's more central than I always. Yeah, think Yeah, they're it is. they're like right next to each other doors it's like they're hugging yeah like oh uh nebraska and iowa are so close that there's a chance they'll reproduce at some point that's how close together they are hmm yeah they're just right there just Interesting. like right up against each other just new, right up a new state yeah yeah that's how uh puerto rico came into being brasco mm-hmm. or uh no iowa or uh Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska gave us Bright Eyes. True. Not like actual Bright The band. The band Bright, Bright Eyes. Eyes. Sure. There's a movie called Nebraska. There is. Have you watched that? Yeah. I haven't watched that. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's a, that's a plus for Nebraska. There's lots of pluses. Yeah. That's why it's difficult for me to endorse a candidate there. It's a very valuable state. See, I didn't realize this was so personal for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Best of luck, Roy. You can do it. Uh, you the man. You might. I'm proud of you. you. Okay. It would be really sad if he lost his unopposed election. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wrote in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ricky Randolph Part 2. Ah, uh, Ricky Randolph Part 2. Ricky Randolph Part 2. If you don't remember from last time, or if you didn't listen last time... We are uh, recounting the near-death experience of one Ricky Randolph. Mm-hmm. This happened in 1982. Ricky Randolph was a Georgia Department of Corrections correctional officer. It seems a little redundant. Corrections correctional officer. Who uh, had a near-death experience while on a hunting trip. As does happen. Last week, Nathan eloquently read Part 1, A Prelude to a Miracle. Now we're going to read... I think we should go halvesies. Okay. Uh, on Part 2. Part two's a little long. Okay. So you feel it out, you popcorn it to the best of your ability. Are we, are we doing popcorn reading? No, we're not going to do popcorn reading because I only have one copy. Well, I'm going to do popcorn reading. Just say popcorn when you're done. Okay. And that'll be the end. I'll for say popcorn. Today. And then next time we'll finish part two. Okay. And then we'll do part three. We'll see. I might just read the rest of it. You you feel I it I might out. just read you it feel and it transition out. seamlessly into a James Patterson novel. Read well, like, that out loud. I like that idea. Yeah. I will say a James Patterson novel has never crossed the threshold of my home. Well, you have like five right there. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. What are you talking about? Just a stack of James Patterson novels. There's a bookshelf. You have a cardboard cutout of James Patterson next to your bookshelf. The odd thing is that I know that doesn't exist, and just by you gesturing, (laughs) it made me a little nervous that it was there. (laughs) All right. Okay, Ricky Randolph, part two, A Miracle is Foretold. Ricky Randolph. (laughs) part two a miracle is foretold the lights were of many colors that radiated from it never have i ever seen such a sight i began walking toward the city in a daze of unbelief unbelief Mm. Mm, ricky come on now So many questions raced through my mind. I had to know where I was, 
what was happening to me. Is unbelief a word? He addressed it the next paragraph. It's oh, good. I reached the front of the city and saw a double door that looked to be about 30 feet or so in height and width. It shined as if it was polished. As I stood there wondering, the doors began to open. I took a step back, and I looked inside. I could see what appeared to be people walking about on the inside, much like they do in a mall here on Earth. These people, though, were dressed very different. For one thing, they all seemed to be dressed in some sort of robes with hoods. Cultish. Cultish. I entered through the doors in amazement at what I was seeing. The inside was massive. It seemed to be square in shape, with a balcony all around that led down to different levels. I walked up and looked downward over the balcony. It seemed to go on forever. He exclaimed that. As I looked up, I saw many passing by, but yet no one seemed to notice me. Then as one was approaching me, he suddenly stopped. He slowly raised his head, and I could see his face. He appeared to be human in every respect but one. Care to guess? Penis. No. Sorry, I thought this was just a game of word association. (laughs) He appeared to be human in every respect but one. His eyes. No freaking pupils. What? Yet they seemed to change colors in colors of blue. His hair was snowy white. I wanted to speak, but before I could, he turned and pointed to a long hallway. (sighs) Though we never spoke, I knew I was to go down this hallway. Could it have been the pointing? (laughs) (laughs) Nonverbal communication? (laughs) Ricky's really good at interpreting pointing. It's great. Yeah. Then, as if nothing had ever happened, he continued on. I knew I had to as well. Something was beckoning me forward. I walked a long walk down the end of the hallway. I did not turn to the right or the left. I knew somehow that my questions were about to be answered. Again, I saw before me a massive double door. It seemed to be some type of metal. Whether gold or not, I could not tell. Is gold the first place you go to? If I see metal, that's always my first assumption. All right. My car is mostly made of metal, and so I assume it's gold. You have a golden car. (laughs) Suddenly, the doors opened. I heard a voice, though not as we speak, but from inside of me. It seemed to say, enter. I did as I was told. He... Can we pause for a second? We certainly can. Ricky is a real follower. He's very much so. I mean... Where is the initiative? A a mute man points down the hall. He goes, okay, I'm going to walk down the hall. He gets to a door. A mysterious inner voice says, enter. He goes, all right, I'll enter. I guess I'll enter. I mean, make a decision for yourself, Ricky. Ricky, outside the box. He's he's right there inside the bun. He needs to think outside Outside the the bun. I did as I was told, and the doors suddenly shut behind me. I was afraid for the first time. Total darkness total silence then after a space of time the length of which I could not determine a bright light began to glow in the room brighter and brighter it became it was somewhat above me and in front of me I tried to look but was almost blinded from it I held my hands up in front of me and could make out the appearance of a figure setting on some type of seal 
Oh, seal? seat. Seat. Oh, seat. seat. <laughs> that makes more sense. I didn't know if we were talking about seal. I was hoping. Or some sort of seventh seal, as in the Armageddon times. Then, without warning, it happened. What have you done with your life? The voice penetrated my very being. I had no answer. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Cliffhanger. Yeah. The voice penetrated his very being. Yeah. Is, is Ricky... Do you think this is aliens? Do you think Ricky is being penetrated by alien speech? Um, I I don't want to doubt Ricky. Yeah. But uh, Ricky seems... How do I put this gently and kindly? Buffoonish. Yeah. He seems buffoonish. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust a word this guy says. I still want to see how this all plays out, though. Oh well, I, I do too. Yeah. But I'm 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 still intrigued. Mm-hmm. Ricky is a bit of a patsy in all this. He's he's sort of a uh, he, he needs to be a leader. I ha- I have an issue with it. Yeah. I'm just saying, if a mysterious cloaked figure just started pointing places, I'm I'm probably not going to immediately go that place. I might walk that way until the cloaked figure walks off and then go somewhere else because I don't trust him. You don't want to offend the cloaked figure. Right, right. But you also... You I don't, don't want, want it to be a thing. Right, right, right. But. You're probably going to see this cloaked figure again. Mm-hmm. Parties, yeah, you know, like oh, there's the cloaked figure again. Oh, Jesus, he's going to want to know why I didn't go down the hall. Right, right, right. <sighs> why can't I just go to any New Year's Eve party and not have drama every year? Every effing year. <laughs> let's all let's all sing Ole Zion. We can all go home. Oh, yeah, I. I don't. I don't know if I can trust a thing Ricky says. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm very curious at this point. I I think he's just full of it. Oh, okay, okay. Talking about near 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 death experiences. Yeah. Did you hear about the one with a doctor a few years ago? He was like a neurosurgeon, right? And it's called he 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 ended up writing a book called Proof of Heaven. I did. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken. Right. Every listener of the last podcast heard about it because you mentioned it then. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. guys. Oh. Who paid attention last time? This guy. That's the one time that ever happened. Not this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. I uh, I thought about scoring these. Yeah. But then I realized that was way too much work. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Ricky's story does not deserve that much work. It's true. Um, Maybe, I mean, we haven't gotten to the end of it. Right. Maybe we'll find out that he's about to meet God. Yes. God is Morgan Freeman, as we all all suspected. suspected. Yeah. And uh, we can go on from there. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where it's going. God is Morgan Freeman Mm -hmm. beside him. It's a flock of penguins. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Holding gilded eggs mm. betwixt their feet. Mm. Uh, that's a religion I can get behind. That's the heaven that I think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A cloud city, Lando Calrissian, 
driving the Millennium Falcon through the Cloud City. Darth Vader is quickly extinguished mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by Morgan Freeman. Right. Uh, with his laser eyes, of course. Uh, uh, can you imagine, <laughs> like as a kid um, in Sunday school, there's always some point where they're like, hey, what do you think Kevin's going to be like? If some 10-year-old goes, well, I think Morgan Freeman and a bunch of penguins. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and then the Millennium Falcon shows up. (laughs) I knew they shouldn't have named that kid Bartholomew. (laughs) What's wrong with his family? Can we excommunicate them? Uh, We don't don't do that in the uh, First Baptist Church. That's the Catholics that do the excommunication. They don't officially do it. They just shun them? Yeah. Yeah. It's unofficial. They just don't look at... They refuse to acknowledge <laughs> their existence. They don't get that ubiquitous handshake yeah. from the mm. preacher. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to yeah. see you. How's exactly. family? How's family? Good. How's your mama? And then just deathly silent when they walk by. Yeah. And then they pick it right back up mm-hmm. with the next mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough to get anybody to stop going. Snakes or no snakes. That's right. You ever handled a snake? No. Okay, me neither. Why would I handle a snake? I'm just asking. Do just... I look like an idiot? Do I look like Ricky Randolph here? <laughs> oh, low blow. I, I just was curious if you ever had, like, you know, the equivalent of, you know, Jack Handy. The guy. That's not Jack I... Handy. Jack... Uh, what am I trying to say? You know who I'm thinking of. I do know who you're thinking of. Oh, God. He has the TV show on Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah. Jack, not Jack Handy. Uh-huh. Jack, not Jack Kerouac. Uh, Colder. Not Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna. There you go. Have you ever had the equivalent of Jack Hanna come to your school and be like, here's a snake? We did, but we didn't hold the snake. Okay. I did pet a hedgehog. Oh, how was that? Well, I had a glove on. So oh. really, it's not that... That interesting. Is there a special hedgehog glove? Yeah. It's like a thick leather glove. Oh. Um, it turns out they're pokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't want elementary school kids just slamming their hands down on the hedgehog. <laughs> they did that once. Yeah. And, I mean, this is the result. <laughs> yeah. Here, wear, th- wear this mallet. Like, no matter how many times you tell the kids, don't pat pet the hedgehog backwards with your bare hand there's always that one kid that's gonna do it bartholomew yeah bartholomew yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that Bar- kid poor bart yeah little bartholomew with his strange and exotic beliefs and his his mutilated hands yeah, exactly <laughs> just needles sticking out everywhere that's right that's right <laughs> his family over time had to accept it it took a lot of doing. Yeah. Father began to drink again. <sighs> that that whole family's just a mess. Mother stopped eating. Yeah. He grew up to be Mark Marin. It Who happens. Knew? Who knew? It happens. These things you can never tell. Yeah. With the way that the world works. Mm-hmm. And the world works in mysterious ways, much like a Tom Waits record. Yes. I, my wife has just, um, you look distracted. I, I am. My wife has just updated her Facebook status and my phone has alerted me to this because my phone thinks I care. Okay. 
she's feeling disappointed. Uh-oh. Because, quote, Tennessee, you disappoint me. Uh-oh. Does that mean... Did we elect Ted Cruz? I, I, I've I been debating this. Which is more disappointing at this point, Ted Cruz or Donald Trump? <laughs> I... I really think Donald, uh, no, I, you know what, you know what, I can't make an honest to God decision about that. I, this is my, my decision I've come to. Yeah. Ted Cruz, we know what Ted Cruz stands for. Right. Donald Trump, we just know he's crazy. Right. There's a chance that the wild card that is Donald Trump might accidentally make a good decision one time, whereas Ted Cruz probably not ever going to make one. Well, at least it's just the primaries. Yeah. We, yeah. we do have hope. There is hope left. Yes. Yeah. So. Change, hope. Mm-hmm. Hope and change. Hope and change. These are these are previous yeah. uh, election winners. Yeah. Now it's kind of like crazy versus shady. <laughs> versus, yeah. uh, oh, this is great. Speaking of uh, Bernie Sanders. Tangentially. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law is coming up here this weekend, and they got behind the Bernie bus. They were behind the Bernie bus. He was on his way to Tennessee. and oh, uh, I want to be on the Bernie bus. So do I. And they felt the burn. They felt the burn? They felt the burn a little stronger. And he's a, he's a pretty conservative guy, my yeah. father-in-law. Um, I mean, he doesn't always vote that way, but... For him to kind of like Bernie Sanders is kind of a big deal. Now, wait, did he like Bernie Sanders solely because he rode behind yeah, the bus? That's it. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Oh, Bernie travels by bus. He appreciated. I can get behind him now. I, I literally am behind yeah. him. So, literally. So I might as well be metaphorically behind him as well. Right, right. Yeah. He he really likes things to match up that way in the world. It makes sense. You know, real world experiences with metaphorical experiences. It's very important for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's not the kind of guy that uses a figure of speech (laughs) that he hasn't tested in the real world. He wants the figure of speech to be literal in, in every way. Right, right, right. Makes sense. He goes jumping Jehoshaphat because he knew a guy named Jehoshaphat that <laughs> would jump a lot. <laughs> it's logical. Yeah. You can't blame the guy. No, you can't. It all lines up. And, and, you know, this Jehoshaphat, he was in a an amateur wrestling league at one time. That would actually be a great name for a wrestler. Jumping Jehoshaphat? Oh, yeah. man. If I ever become a professional wrestler. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's my stage name. And I, I will spend most of my time just jumping off the ropes. I like it. Um, and it, you could you could get creative with your spelling. You could have Jumpin' Jehosa, P-H-A-T. Well, absolutely. Pretty hot and tempting. I, I kind of already decided on that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. There's a chance I'm going to put a Z in there, too. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You pretty fly. It's a dope. You're going to come out in your hammer pants? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to come out in your hammer pants? I like the hammer pants for jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they sway in the breeze as I fly. Yeah. You got a lot of leg freedom Mm -hmm. in your your hammer pants? You get to watch them flow. Yeah. They they flap in the wind. Glitter by. Um, The issue, of course, that will keep me from doing this is even starting on the rope. Yeah. 
I, I'm jumping maybe two inches. Like I, I, I got, I got no jumping. You need to work on your jumping yeah. if you're gonna I adopt this moniker. I can't jump at all. Right. It's it's a uh, over a line. I can jump like over a line, a very thin line. That's about it. So Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Yeah. Jack jumped over a candlestick. Ooh, that's pretty high. That's like, too are we high talking for about you? like a tea candle, a tea light. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking. I'm nope. thinking a stick. A no, stick. can't do that. No. Is it sideways? Like, is it laying on the ground? Um, I lengthwise. Mean, no, generally, generally they're upright. Yeah, can't they're do that. Erect. No, nah, it's too high. No. Is it like a mostly burnt out candlestick? Um, no. I mean, like just a nub. We're getting a fresh one every time that you no, have to jump can't over. Do that. The beginning of the match, mm-hmm. you showcase your abilities by jumping over a candle by jumping over a candlestick this is the worst wrestling league ever <laughs> well you're the only one this is your thing the, um, yeah but they hired me they hired you yeah they, they knew your shtick but yeah. you came up with the shtick right are you saying you can't pay off on the shtick that you came up with yeah absolutely i'm confused well i mean it's not i don't have to be able to it's a bad wrestling your name league. is jack jehoshaphat yeah Jumping Jack Jehoshaphat. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. You jump over the candlestick. Yeah. Then you do your signature move, the twirling ballerina. Right. And you knock the guy out. Right. That's your that, thing. No. You're not going to do that. Oh, I'm not going to hit a guy. Well, you're not going to hit a guy? What did he do to me? You're in a wrestling league. <laughs> he hasn't done anything to me. What if I like, made I'm not going to pick a fight with a random guy just because I'm in a wrestling okay, ring. Okay, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. As your publicist. Yeah. What if I told you? Your opponent? Yeah. Snakeskin Jones? Mm hmm. Every morning? Yeah. He sneaks in your window, your bathroom window. Yeah. He came in through your bathroom window. And he, he, he rubs his ass on your towel. You only have the one towel. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's not I, enough for you? I mean, what else do you want? Where, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it happens. He's getting his shit on I, your towel. I probably should lock my window. It's probably on me. No, I, no, no. He's breaking into your home mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Well, I mean, I could get a security system. It's so easy <laughs> it's for just, him. It's on me. It took a screwdriver at first, but now he just does it on Have you checked your bathroom window? No. Recently? No. No. You no. never do that? Oh, I'm not responsible in that way. Jump in, Jack Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife.